Welcome to this episode of Fight for Brilliance. I'm Justin Keller, and this is episode 10. And on this episode, as always, with every single episode, I hope that you are challenged to rebel against complacency and conformity and to fight for brilliance in your life. If you have not signed up for the weekly newsletter, the email that I send out, I want to ask you to do that, to be part of this community beyond the show. All you have to do is text the word brilliant to the number 33777. That's the word brilliant to the number 33777. And what I do is I just share with you a thought that week that is something I'm wrestling with, something that's challenging me. I share with you things that I'm reading, things that I'm listening to or watching that are helping me personally in my life fight for brilliance. And that's the thing about this show. That's the thing about this idea of fighting for brilliance in our lives and challenging ourselves to rebel against complacency and conformity. I want that to start with me. It's something I feel personally convicted about and committed to. And so I'm just using this weekly email to kind of invite you alongside of me for the way that I'm doing it. It doesn't have to be the way you do it, but it might spark something. It might give you an idea and challenge you in a different way than maybe without. And so I want this to be a community together that we're fighting for brilliance in our lives. And so sign up for that email newsletter. All right. Thanks for being part of the show. Thanks for all of you who are sharing it. Uh, Let's get ready to listen to this episode as I talk about something recent here that has happened uh, and some thoughts after Kobe Bryant's death and the tragic accident that just happened. Every one of us are already made brilliant. You don't have to create that brilliance and you don't have to wish you had it. It's already in you. But you're going to have to fight to find that brilliance and you're going to have to fight even harder to live out your brilliance. Now let's get ready to have a conversation that will challenge you to rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in every area of your life. We are here to celebrate greatness for 20 years. Excellence for 20 years. Years. The other forward for the final time, number 24 on the floor. Six, six. Five time world champion, Kobe Bryant. Here's Bryant, two free throws for 60. He has six 60 point games in his career. The Lakers close out Kobe Bryant's career with a win and one of the great farewell performances in any sport. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. You guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And. Uh, I love you guys. And uh, Mamba out. I was re-watching Kobe Bryant's last game, April 13th, 2016, as the Lakers, they took on the Utah Jazz at the Staples Center. Uh, I think the Lakers entered that night uh, with only 16 wins, which is, it was one of the worst seasons in the franchise history. And I know Kobe himself had been struggling, you know, with a few years of different injuries. And so 
I don't know if anybody expected what they got that night. You know, Kobe's last night on the court was accompanied by just an incredible performance where he scored 60 points in his final game. And not a single player in that season scored 60 points in any game. And so, of course, it only makes sense that Kobe would say goodbye to the sport the way that he did and doing it so well. And Kobe's goodbye letter that he wrote to the sport, it's called Dear Basketball, which then was turned into an animated short film and it won an Academy Award, won a Sports Emmy Award. He wrote, I played through the sweat and the hurt, not because challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as I feel. Further on, he writes, savor every moment you have left to give, the good and the bad. And as I think about his words in Dear Basketball, I did everything for you because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as I feel. And those words, savor every moment you have left to give, the good and the bad. And I can't help but to think that this is what Kobe was doing, not just in basketball, but those words transcend and they are a reflection of how he was living in what you might call was the start of his second act. I hadn't heard much from Kobe after he retired from basketball, but I started to see him show up on interviews on some different podcasts that I listened to. And so I started to listen to these interviews and I loved it. I loved what I was hearing from the post-basketball Kobe. In these interviews, he would almost minimize his championships and his basketball accolades. And instead he was elevating his passion and his purpose as a dad and as a family man and what he felt like he was called to do now with his life. And it was about inspiring others and it wasn't about what he had been as an athlete. And I loved that about him. You know, I would listen to him just come to life talking about the kids' books and the podcast that he was doing. And so for me, I was thinking back to those lines from Dear Basketball now connected to the current Kobe that I was hearing from. And those lines sort of took on a whole new meaning And they seemed to fit his life as he was now giving his all to the things that made him feel alive, his family and inspiring others. In an interview with Lewis Howes on Lewis's podcast called The School of Greatness, Kobe was talking about the struggle with starting over. Lewis had asked him what's the hardest thing for basketball players in general to start over. And Kobe was talking about himself and he said, the thing that helped me actually was hurting my Achilles because that forced me to sit there and say, okay, the day could be today that your career is over. Now, what do you do? You have these ideas about doing something with your life after basketball, but what if today is the day? That's it. Now, what do you do? So I had all this time with my Achilles injury, contemplating and thinking, and I said, I better get to work. You see, the way I look at it is this, Kobe had two goodbyes. He had one planned, goodbye and one goodbye that was not planned. The goodbye to basketball that was planned, I think what we saw in that performance where he scored 60 points is he went into that final game knowing this is it. This is the last game. I'm going to give it everything that I have. But I think what's admirable about what I saw happening in his life, just from a distance, an observation, of course, but what I saw happening in his second goodbye is that It wasn't planned, but he seemed to be playing the game of life, making each day count, going into it as if 
this is the last. I'm going to give it everything. And I think that's something that we can all look at and learn from. Was there more for him to do here? Was there more impact for him to make? You know, were there more lives for him to inspire? Absolutely. Yes. Undoubtedly. Yes. But with Kobe, I think the first thing that we see is this. Both goodbyes, planned and not planned. I think Kobe exited well. And I think this is a reminder to each of us to live ready to exit well. Now, what I thought I would do is after I had been listening to these interviews the past few months and then again catching up this week on on all of them, there was just observations that I was making from a distance and things that I was making notes of from what I could observe and see from Kobe's life and this post-basketball life that he was living in. So I wanted to share just three things that stood out to me that are things I'm really taking to heart and just invite you to maybe do the same. The first thing is this, you finish the story. You know, the story of our life often starts out being written by life, being written by default, by the way we're raised, by the resources that we may or may not have. There's so many external factors that can start to shape and write the story of our lives. But at some point, you have to grab the pen, you have to grab that paper and start writing it for yourself. You have to start writing chapters of finding your way. You have to start writing chapters of getting it wrong. And you have to start writing chapters of overcoming the mistakes in your life. And I think we saw that with Kobe. You know, his career, his personal life, they weren't without scandal. And we know that. But what I love is that Kobe's final chapters that he was writing were a story of a man redeeming himself and his family and making sure that the story doesn't finish the way that it started. And so I would just say that no matter how tough, how ugly, how embarrassing previous chapters of your life have been, turn that page and you finish the story, finish it well. And the next thing would be this, get to work today. You know, the work ethic of Kobe Bryant was undeniable and I think many would say unmatched. And if you weren't familiar with it before, you're now becoming familiar with Kobe's trademark, Mamba Mentality. In an interview, Kobe Bryant said, to sum up what Mamba Mentality is, it means to be able to constantly try to be the best version of yourself. That is what the mentality is. It's a constant quest to try to be better today than you were yesterday. I think back to his words that I referenced from when he was injured. And he realized, he said, wait a minute, this could be it. Today could be the last day. I better get to work. And I love that because I don't think we need to live in fear that we won't see tomorrow, but we sure as heck cannot choose to put off something today for a tomorrow that is not promised. Get to work today. It might be that idea that you have, that dream that you want to pursue. It could be the relationship that you know you need to mend or strengthen. Or just giving your time, giving your resources, your money to a cause that matters to you. Whatever it is that you're putting off for tomorrow, I think we see from Kobe, get to work today. And I think we see this from Kobe too. Find a way. You know, I heard him talking about why he had a helicopter. Um, it was an interview with Barstool Sports and he said, I had to figure out a way where I could still train and focus on the craft, but still not compromise family time. And so that's when I looked into helicopters. Watching him talk about finding a way to maximize his craft, but not compromise his family is something that I absolutely admire and, and respect and resonate with. It's not an easy choice to do that. But if it matters to you, you'll find 
away. And that's what we saw him do. And I know the argument is going to be, well, Kobe had millions of dollars so he could buy that way. He could buy the opportunity to find a way. And I think we're missing a huge, huge point if we see it as money was the way because that's not the point. Not everyone in his position would make the choice to, to make a commitment to say, I'm going to you know, be excellent in my craft without compromising my family. That choice isn't a common choice. Not every single business owner you know, says that I want to succeed in my business. I want this company to grow, but I will not do it at the expense of my family. Not everybody says that. That is not common. I think what we see is Kobe found a way for what mattered most. So for him, yes, it was a helicopter, but what is it for us? Is it having a conversation with that boss to see, hey, can I start earlier so I can get home sooner and be with my kids? Uh, Is it taking one less client on? Is it choosing to grow your business slower so that you're not away all the time? What is it for us? So if it matters, we will find a way. You know, I've known people like John Holt, who was on a previous episode of the show here, who was choosing sobriety for his life. And he knew that he needed to change his career in order to protect that decision, that commitment that he made. He got out of running the the day-to-day operations of the restaurant that he co-founded, started a whole new career to find a way for what mattered most for him. You know, I've known dads that have chosen to stop traveling for work to make less money. I've known moms that have sideline careers or dreams and desires for a season so that they could be home with their kids. And so, yeah, it's not a helicopter for you and me, but what is it that we can do to find a way for what matters most in our lives? One of my favorite things is uh, the interview that I heard Kobe talking about choosing to pick up his kids from school and it mainly hit home for me because that's one of my favorite things that I get to do is pick up my son from school every single day. And that was a choice that I, I made to, to do this, to try to be home, be in town, not travel because I want that time with my son. And Kobe said the same thing and it just made me feel this connection with him as a dad. And he said, uh, you know, even if it's just 20 minutes, I want that time with my kids. I just think that he genuinely was doing his best uh, to find a way at home just as much as on the court. So if it matters, you'll find a way. Those are just a few of the things that I've observed and I'll put um, some links into the show notes for some of the episodes that I've listened to of him on different podcasts and the things that I've heard. And you might take away different things, but those were a few of the things for me that I think mattered. Now, I know Kobe's death has been the spotlight in the news and it has you know, received more recognition than many others ever will. And it can raise this question, I think, sometimes in some people and say, wait, was Kobe's life more valuable than another? And of course not. Every individual matters. But you know, just my thought on that is this, that unfortunately as a society, I think we get numb to the normal. And until tragedy is personal, it's not personal. You know, it's sad, but sometimes it's the life of someone with you know, such great influence such as Kobe, the life of someone that so many around the world feel connected to you know, that so many have been impacted by. It's that life that just forces each of us to not see, you know, dying today as normal, to not see losing someone as just 
part of life, you know, instead cause each one of us to just pause and to think about how precious and how fragile this life is. So it's not that his life is any greater than any one of us, but his influence was just so great that it made this devastating loss more personal now for others. You know, German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer said, it is loss which teaches us the worth of things. So it's not that Kobe's life is more important than others, but his influence was great enough that it felt more personal for so many. And his loss, it did help put into perspective the worth of things for a lot of people. And because of that, at least for one day on Sunday, January 26, 2020, the airwaves, social media feeds, and even all of the news outlets weren't about any of the left and right, you know, bullshit that we're inundated with every single day. For at least one day, the conversation that consumed social media, consumed news outlets, kind of consumed a lot of us was a message that reminded each of us to love and appreciate the people in our lives, to not take today for granted and not live thinking that tomorrow is promised. And I wish that it didn't take Kobe's you know, life. It didn't take his daughter's life. It didn't take the other's that were on that helicopter. I wish it didn't take their life to remind us of that. But this has been impactful because Kobe did impact a lot of lives. Whether you agree with everything that he chose to do in his life or not, he did impact a lot of lives. And from this, I think we see that's why this felt so personal for so many. And again, tragedy isn't personal until it's personal. Look, this life is fragile. And if we're going to fight for brilliance in our lives, we need to care for this life well. We need to not take anyone or anything for granted in our lives. And in Kobe's own words, I'll close with this. Savor every moment you have left to give, the good and the bad. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fight for Brilliance. Let's keep growing together. Let's keep challenging each other. Let's keep fighting for brilliance together. And if you have not subscribed and you just listen, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. And if you would also do me a huge favor and take a second and rate the show and review it. That helps grow this podcast, helps it get noticed. And I would love to see this podcast help as many people rebel against complacency and conformity and fight for brilliance in their lives. Thanks for being a part of this community. As always, stay connected with me on social media. You can find me everywhere using the handle at Keller Thanks. And until next time, here is your weekly reminder that you, yes, you, you are brilliant. Brilliant.